like to start on birth control. No, I just want to be checked out. You know, make sure that there are no adaptations or anything. I think there might be something weird going on inside. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week, you know what we're going to show you? Our teeth! Oh, that was really beautiful. You've been really creative intros recently, Sydney, and I've been really liking them like a lot. I just wing it. I do not rehearse any of these. It's just what will I do in the moment? Oh my God. Right off the Comedic genius. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, What a movie. I fucking love this movie. When did this come out? 2007? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it came out in 2007. Sydney, you were saying when you introduced this or let everyone know we're doing this last week um, that we watched it together, but like, I didn't remember any of the goddamn plot, only the deaths, none of the plot. I'm very confused. Did I delete this whole memory from my mind? I didn't even remember like the purity shit. I'm I don't know. I'm worried about myself at this point. Here's the thing. I don't think you, like we, I don't think you watched it. You were mad that we were all watching it and standing around the TV. (laughs) You were like trying to party and like walk around. And then you were like, why is everybody on the TV? It wasn't until you turned the sound off. (laughs) Like we were actually watching it. And then you came and turned the sound off. And and then we stayed watching it. I thought we had been watching it earlier or something, and that's why we put it on. I'm shocked that I even let y'all put a movie I hadn't seen on the TV because that it would have been spoilers. <laughs> but well, you know, but clearly it wasn't. I, I mean, I remembered all the deaths, and I, th- but I didn't remember any of the evangelizing. So I mean, probably <laughs> for the best. But I was shocked by that part. <laughs> okay. Well, if you like Monica has have seen this but just so happened to forget everything that it was about uh teeth is still a stranger to her own body a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence which like i hate that (laughs) that is a horrible imdb description TBA. It's the like, vibes are really so, off. Also. They're rancid. They're rancid. I mean, that was something that I, while doing the research for this, like uh, uh, the marketing that they did for this, they like fucked it a la Jennifer's body um, and, and marketed this in a way that was like very, very strange compared to what the movie ended up being. And then the, and then the movie flopped because of that. And so I feel like this tagline is part of that marketing ploy. I don't know what that is. I don't like it at all. 
What's the tagline? Oh no, sorry. That description and that sort of thing. The whole th- thing with they market this movie as like a straight up horror and they tried to make it like, like maybe a little sexy vibes too. Cause they use that image. That's, um, uh, what's her name? What's the main girl's name in this movie? Anybody? Anybody? Dawn. Dawn. Oh my God. It's my birth mom's name. Very strange vibes for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but Dawn, like they marketed it as like a, you know, similar to what they did with Jennifer's body, that it's going to be like a sexy lady kind of thing. She's in the bathtub. She has those like sexy eyes look over the bathtub and she looks sinister and blah, blah, blah. But we've seen the movie. That's not at all the vibe of the movie at all. It's got a weird ass vibe. <laughs> um, this movie is so funny. This movie is so, so fucking funny. funny. <laughs> oh my God. It's really subtle too. It's not even like laugh out loud funny at first. I mean, I did laugh out loud, laugh out loud a lot. I watched this in the back of a car yesterday so that was my setting so it's not the most ideal setting but they wanted to do more of like a quirky vibe for the marketing like there's this great article from vice where they sat down with um oh what's her name purpoline i think is her last name which is crazy um uh they sat down with the person who worked on it one of the producers and i'll find the name in just a second and went over like all of the the questions what like they could have done better blah 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 blah. and part of it was the marketing ploy and they have like a sample of what they wanted the marketing to be and it's this picture of dawn wearing the iconic warning sex changes everything shirt that she wears during the film and then there's a big gold sticky over where her like vagina would be and she's like not wearing pants but she's wearing ugg boots and she looks like like what I don't know what's going on and then it says teeth next to it and I think it's way more indicative of the film (laughs) um but yeah I think that they really kind of misled audiences here and I know that I didn't expect it to be the way that it was either especially because I thought I'd seen it before (laughs) yeah I think it's really a slow burn of a film it's it's got a lot in common DNA wise with like it follows especially with the emphasis on sex um but in the way that it's just like kind of creeping along kind of like as I don't know it's it's more eerie in a way than it is like scary you're not I mean I'm not scared of well Apparently lots of boys are very afraid of this movie, Um, but that's a them problem. And also that's culture because there's really no reason for any man to be afraid unless he's terrible. Um, But some men don't see some of this stuff. I don't know. Do they not realize all these men are villains and are all get what they deserve? I don't get it. Well, everybody is low-key just scared of vaginas like in general yeah not just ones with teeth but in general yeah vaginas like scare people for some reason the that's why they power. had to put the sticker in the textbook exactly. couldn't even look at it the power well, that the vagina holds is just too immense and too much that they just cannot handle I know oh my god it's and it's so 
like they show that in in the movie too when like they are perfectly fine with having the depiction of the penis in the science book but they have to cover up the woman like the vagina in the science book I was just like is this real like why would you show the penis then it just doesn't make any sense and people just like cannot understand they they okay honestly of all of the parts that they show in the book it should be the vagina so a man can find the clitoris like honestly they've really done us a disservice once again it's all on purpose they don't want us to have joy <sighs> big textbooks do doesn't want us to know where the clit is it's true it's, true. it's so true you heard it here first <laughs> um the person who the interview was with from vice is joyce pierre pauline and she's one of the producers um but the thing I didn't know about this movie is that it's written and directed by a man, Mitchell Lichtenstein, which I should have assumed because almost like so many movies are by men. Um, but he's actually Roy Licht Lichtenstein's son, which is so weird. It's like a famous artist. So it's just like a weird thing. But um, it kind of makes sense because there are some things that happened to this that once we get to it, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in, but there are things that happen to this that to us are like, we're like, this is a villain, but we're not necessarily intended to be that way by the writing and the directing. Uh, yeah. So just makes me feel a little ooky about it. I think it still has a good message and I still really liked this movie, but that did really take the wind out of my sails, you know? Um, I don't want to wait to discuss that. Can you tell me right now immediately who you're talking about? <laughs> the part, oh God, okay. I watched the gynecologist. No, 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 no. Okay, thank God. No, 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 no. Hold on. Not Toby. The nerd Ryan. Ryan, the the one who. No, he sucks. Yeah, I know that. Oh my God. But apparently, the. Apparently the part where, you know, Ryan like drugs her drugs Dawn and then she falls asleep and he, she wakes up and he's like diddling her with that vibrator finger thing. Like that was not supposed to be bad. It was supposed to be well good. Here's my thing with that part. Um, I think there is potential for that to be totally consensual and totally fine and normal if that conversation just happened like off screen you know what I mean and I'm open to the possibility that it did um it's still a little wonk because she clearly came to him like in a state of trauma and shock and so like is she really does she have her full capabilities to consent and I is just, she like I, I prepared? really I don't agree but, with you because in a movie that where consent is such a big part of the film to not have that conversation on screen makes it innately like it didn't happen you know like it has to be on screen he gave her like the, an anxiety med or something like yeah he all bets yeah, are off yeah, anything she yeah. says after that or like Mel and Boyd and she exactly. gave her champagne mixed he didn't tell with her an, yeah. an anxiety med which like will make you loopy <laughs> totally and he was trying to like get in her pants like on a bit on a dare not that he didn't already like actually have a crush on her I'm not saying that but like that part was so overtly predatory to me and apparently like 
the director Mitchell has had to be like, yeah, that was fucked up of me. I shouldn't have put that in the movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, what I think that that was the bad part. I'm like, that is the bad part. (laughs) There's other bad parts too, but they're all bad. (laughs) Sure. What I was trying to get at is that like, I think it's one of those things where depending on how it played out, it could have been one way or another while I was watching it I was like I sure wish I could remember if I was supposed to root for this guy but I do think that he sucks um but I think the 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 bet really colors those actions and the fact that he's so shitty during the second time that they're fucking is the part that like really makes it clear that it's not chill because they do have a conversation at one point where it is like vaguely almost affirmative consent you where he's like is this okay do you want me to stop and she's like no keep going I like it blah 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 whatever like I think there is room for having if essentially what I'm saying is I agree I think we would have needed to have that conversation on film to have this be like a nice experience that we can co-sign um but I, I think if the scene hadn't played out the way that it did, I would have been willing to extend the benefit of the doubt to the movie as like a clumsy handling, which is kind of what it seems like it was. Um, but yeah, the fact that he answered the phone and was like, yeah, she's right here. I'm fucking her right now. Go ahead. Say something. He doesn't even realize that he's being so stupid and a little stupid bitch. Here's the thing. If a man was inside of me and he answered the phone and was like yeah she's here right now and then told me that they made a bet on who could fuck me I would happily dismount and then bite his dick off with my actual mouth with your mouth sitting in his face and then we don't all have vaginal teeth you know yeah we don't i don't have the have vagina, vagina dentata, dentata but we all have the dentata dentata exactly just do a quick spin around and chomp done <laughs> but anyway i think we should go back to the beginning of this movie because okay. i don't want to get into the thick of it too soon but we kind of already have but whatever we're going back um the beginning of this movie I thought was so fucking funny um, just because I was so taken aback by the whole purity angle of this. Oh, I'm skipping something. Um, the very, very, very beginning of this movie is horrifying. <laughs> um, yes. Starts off with the setting up the brother sister thing and it lets you know that this is going to be on the horrifying side of comedy for sure. Um, you know, we love kicking it off with a molestation frame between nuclear waste towers. That's wonderful. Um, but what I is think it was very waste? effective. Like, cause we see the giant nuclear, like yeah. the power plants, like, but they, is that supposed to be like a, it's uh, supposed it's to be the like, yeah, it's supposed to be like, that's probably where she, the mutation came from. Cause she's probably drinking like water with waste or radiated water yeah radiated water and also that's supposed to be probably what caused uh her mother to get sick oh i didn't even yeah that so it's just like they frame it in these like 
particular ways to be like, oh, why is this happening? That's why. Like they like when she's biking back from the hospital, you can see them in the background. Like they set up that first shot. Like mother. Yeah, the sick mother and the mutation. Those are the two. Which I thought was really fun. I like that they don't even get into that at all. Cause I, and also, I really like the opening credits to this movie. Because that also is like a mutation thing. It's like the cells doing, I don't even know. It's crazy cell Mitosis. Looks, looks like suspect cell activity. Um, and they like, never get into it. They make it seem like it's a freaking contagion movie in the beginning. Just like that reminded me of the contagion vibe but um yeah i like i think it's i think it's awesome that they don't make it about that because it's not about that the movie is about what happens because of that but it's like still being like you wondering why this is why don't talk about it anymore we got bigger fish to fry (laughs) i actually did really like the way that that was handled because i think um in a movie like this some people are gonna want an explanation and it's not really plot relevant it's not really necessary to understand the story to have an explanation laid out for you it's just like not the point so I liked that they have it like very literally in the background but not the focus um I just think it's like a very elegant way to like present it for the people who want or need something um without like really getting into the weeds totally no I really agree with you I thought it was really smart um but I think that opening scene is so this is a fucked up but great way to introduce the whole thing um that you know like that she still has no idea that this is going on with her and then like to go immediately from that to showing that she is like really into purity and that's like her whole thing in chastity and literally is like giving talks about it so you're like oh she really has no idea what's going on down there and they even kind of uh, seal the deal because like she's it starts out with her giving this like insane spe- speech about uh, saving yourself for God and your wedding day and blah 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 and then it goes right into like some pastor or some other dude coming up and started t- starts talking about masturbation he's like is it mm-hmm. okay to touch yourself and everyone's like no <laughs> and so you're like okay so she hasn't masturbated either so she hasn't found it out that way the kind of is like checking those boxes like yep Dawn does not know. <laughs> she's got no idea. She's just she's just a, a a girl who's really into purity. And here's the thing. Let's think about the timeline here. This movie came out in 2007. Okay. In 2006, the Jonas Brothers released their <laughs> first album, It's About Time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they these are concurrent historical events with purity at the forefront. Um, I yeah, I was also a huge fucking Jonas Brothers fan, like a huge Jonas Brothers fan. But even then, purity was defo not on my list of things to do. And I was being influenced by the three hottest brothers in the world. So like this girl just as she believes it baby she believes it Don just believes it <laughs> yeah purity was not on my list of things that I was doing in 2007 oh my um, god I mean I was a straight up a virgin until college so I was practicing purity but it was not because I wanted to it was like <laughs> purity against my will okay <laughs> Yeah, 
I mean, that's interesting though. There definitely was like this weird purity culture focus on the in the early 2000s I mean the movie saved also only came out in 2004 and that's also very much like a purity culture movie and also really good we should do it for a fifth Tuesday sometime um looked up if there was a conversation about the Jonas Brothers and this movie coming out around the same time because their self-titled came out in 2007 and a little bit longer came out in 2008 like this was this was purity central USA baby it was well, on the also, public consciousness. <laughs> I was seeing like discussion about this on Twitter recently, and I can't remember why it came up other than somebody like dug up a Beyonce interview where she very much was like pointedly not commenting on it. But like Britney Spears talking about like waiting for marriage and and staying pure with Justin Timberlake and then it being like a huge scandal when he revealed that they'd had sex. Like there was such an investment. Jessica Simpson talking about like purity culture and waiting for marriage when she was a big star. Like it was so, so a part of the culture for some reason in that era in a way that it very much like wasn't in other eras and weirdly enough we're actually in kind of like a quasi another like with the puritans resurgence oh a little bit but there i've noticed it a lot on like tiktok and twitter where they're talking about how like sex is like an energy and exchange and you don't want to you know exchange energy with like people that are gonna blah 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 and it's just like a, it's a very more like spiritual, like woke, like woo woo rebranding of purity culture, which is just absolutely wild. I mean, I, I get being choosy. I get being like, I don't fuck with your vibe. I don't want your vibe inside my vibe. You know what I mean? Um, but like, not like, you know, still do it if you want to, you know? <laughs> right I have just, a little fun with it just be yeah safe. but oh my god I mean watching this movie I felt so bad for these kids because like because they can't do it it's all they're fucking thinking about literally at all times that's all they're thinking about in high school myself maybe it was because I was unwillingly chat chastity what okay let's pretend I said it right um yeah. like I wasn't thinking about sex every moment but these kids are like when they hang out after school they're giving speeches about not fucking and then when they're not giving their speeches about not fucking they're sitting tensely next to each other in the movie theater going to see a child's movie so it'll have no references to sex so they won't be tempted even more like holy shit that sucks <laughs> They're hornier than anybody else, for They're sure. They're so horny. Um, and also, this is just a little cute aside. Um, so we see Dawn's purity ring. Uh, it's like the red purity ring. I don't know if everybody else's ring is the same. Uh, but the entire cast and crew all had matching purity rings that they wore <laughs> the whole time. Cute. Should we get matching purity rings? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ring on this finger, so might as well. (laughs) As long as it's something like dumb looking, like, I don't know, like a Scooby-Doo ring or something that no one will mistake for a wedding ring, because I don't want to have to deal with people being like, oh my God, Adam proposed. And I'd be like, no, it's my purity ring with my fucking spooky Tuesday podcast, (laughs) girly. It should be like a vagina with a big, like, Big clit. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big red ruby right where the clitoris right is. Right where the clitoris. I want I want it to be um like a ring, but then it kind of comes to a point vaginally. 
Um, and it's got the little ruby at the top, and then it's also got little teeth around each side of it. That's Ooh, what I a little want. like pearlescent. Wow, any jewelers fans things. of the pot? Ooh, oh my god, I loved. Oh man, I meant to look into that. I know we're skipping around, but the part when they examine the teeth, and he's like, it's like a mixture between a shark tooth and a lamprey. And I was like, oh my God, I'm absolutely obsessed with this description. Cause have you seen a lamprey mouth, man? Oh, they're it's terrifying. Up. It's the sucker mouths. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like rows and rows of teeth. Uh-huh. Oh, it was awesome. They're like, it's so weird. It's like, just like a lamprey, but yeah, that's a person's tooth. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're figuring <laughs> this out, but okay, sure. I well, believe it. I, I also, would imagine DNA testing would say that it's human. I guess. Yeah. I, my brain can't understand how you find DNA in a bone. I don't really thing. get it. That's but not whatever. our business. We're not whatever. scientists. Not for me to know. Yeah. This isn't that type of podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also want to let you guys know that I tried just right now to search Jonas Brothers versus Teeth movie and everything that I saw says Nick Jonas talks being talks spinach being in his teeth during the Grammys. Nick Jonas had spinach in his teeth. Nick Jonas confirms he had something in his teeth. So there's no (laughs) way I'll ever find it because one time Nick Jonas had spinach in his teeth on TV. Put put minus quote spinach unquote. Oh my god, that's so funny. The the one way to get rid of the spinach content, it's still there. Minus oh, no. quote Grammys quote. Minus quote spinach quote. Nick Jonas's teeth before and after. No, they're celebrities. We'll never find it. Oh There's my nothing. God. Jonas Brothers sing about brushing your teeth. They have a song about brushing teeth. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> my shiny teeth and me shiny teeth that's shiny all I can teeth. think of too that's fine oh, that's fine just like my hands shiny teeth that's fine got a beauty to my face shiny teeth I love them and they all love fun cut this out cut this out my shiny teeth and me shiny teeth shiny teeth that was really good it was really good and that's like the most important part I'm really glad that we can have a full 15 minutes to talk about the Jonas Brothers um, on this pod. <laughs> anyway, what else happens in the movie? Um, another thing. Okay, I'll, I'm I'm gonna stop after this, but I think that Toby looks like Nick Jonas. Also, <laughs> that was Great. another so thought that I had. That was another thought that I had today. You know that whole trope of it's like girl who immediately sees somebody in the show and has to go to IMDb to figure out like what other things they were in Uh that was me watching this I was like why does Toby look so familiar and I like the magicians I did nice oh apparently they make a joke about uh Vagina Dentata in an episode of the magicians and he's part of that scene so it's a fun little reference that they do is that so good because he's really hot it's incredible, and he plays like a fun bisexual <gasps> wizard. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, so I watched like, a few sucks, episodes. It sucks so bad that he becomes like the worst, most horrible fucking person in the entire world in this. Because I was like so in love with him at the beginning. I was like, I wow, they locked eyes across the purity, <laughs> the purity meetup floor. Like, wow! <laughs> Imagine out of your mouth, you're saying you should never have sex b 
because it's not good and Jesus will be mad at you, but you're making fuck you, fuck me eyes at the guy across the room. Like, imagine that the dichotomy. It's beautiful. She's very talented. <laughs> um, but yeah, these poor horny kids, they're doing what they can to have fun. And it's not very great, but like leading, leading up to the moment where the shit goes down with Toby, like, I was like, this is awesome. Cause she was, they were like, we can't stay away from each other. We must meet, meet me at this beautiful fairy ass fuck cave. Um, that's awesome. What an awesome place to lose your virginity potential, potentially. I was like, there's beautiful, there's cave swimming. There's nice like vines that looks nice um and then it was horrible and it went really bad and it was so, I was so upset <laughs> but also did you notice like when she climbs up in that cave and she's like why is there like a blanket and stuff just she immediately <laughs> cuddles into it so but many like, people have for sure fucked on that sleeping bag I thought there there's going to be a man back there sleeping back there. That's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, be careful. This is clearly like horny teenager fuck spot. So they just have. Well, they say that they literally say that the first time they go with the other couple, they go like, this is a makeout spot. Don't worry. We're in a group. We'll police each other. So it's fine. And then even then she's, that's what causes her the next day at school when she calls him on the phone in the locker room to be like, I was too tempted, basically. Like, we have to stay away from each other. The temptation was too strong. I'm too horny. Once she knew about yes. the fuck cave, she just had to fuck in it, you know? Like, as soon as you hear about it, it's just, it's an inevitability. There's nothing else you can do but go there. You're drawn back like a moth to the flame. I don't blame her. It's a cool-ass well, place for it. <laughs> she didn't really want to fuck in the fuck cave. She wanted to make out in the fuck cave. Okay. She was being called to the fuck cave. To have okay? a tender moment. A to tender moment a tender of intimacy. Moment. And then Toby a is tender a tender consensual moment. Fucking freak. I just like, oh my God, I get it. You can be really horny, but like, absolutely. Fuck you. Ugh, so horrifying. This movie is really fun, but it's like so hard to watch. And I forgot this how hard to watch it is. Like, oh God. I do think um, it's it's hard because almost none of the men are good. The dad is actually very nice for the most he's part. Very I nice. think and he's yeah. got beautiful eyes. I really like the dad, Bill. And I'm really glad that he existed in this film and was there to be like, see, some men are nice and can be nice and care about their families and just want their families to be a family. Um, I do think without him, the film would be infinity times more grim. You know what I mean? Um, it is pretty grim, but also it doesn't make me feel terrible in the way that other very grim films sometimes do. So I think that's nice. That's true. You do get some like fun. Uh, she gets more like fun agency towards the end. I, I can't remember which one of the articles I read that that said this, um, but I linked it in the references. But basically, they're saying like the first 45 minutes of the movie are like supposed to be funny. They're not that funny. Like you're not like laugh out loud funny, which I think is fair. Um, 
and like you're just watching all this stuff like happen to the main girl and you're like okay she doesn't feel empowered i don't feel empowered like this feels really weird and bad and then you have to like wait for such a long time for her to like for it to to turn the tides and so it's uncomfortable in that that very very long beginning part it takes a really long time to get to the point where you're really having fun with it um because it's just actually really ho- fucked up horrible things happening time and time again wait you, you you get there you do and i think the payoff's really fun but um whoo <laughs> one of the things that i do like about this movie compared to like maybe other like rape revenge film mm-hmm. have y'all ever seen the 70s movie i spit on your grave i have i think yet. i've seen one of the reboots but i don't think i've seen the original the i original really like one is like original. really disturbing and very graphic and it's known for being that but mm-hmm. uh it's a good for her at the end movie you know and yeah the whole thing is her getting her revenge yeah and what i like about this movie is they show these assaults on her without uh, making it overly graphic or showing a lot of nudity. Like the only time we really see her naked is when she's like looking at herself herself. in Mm -hmm. adoration of herself. And I think that is really really refreshing and something you don't get a lot and a little bit ahead of its time in, for 2007 know what I mean I could see that so now but for 2007 good for them I don't know when the uh last house on the left movie that I saw the newer one oh uh, yeah that one has like from Aquamarine has literally the most graphic horrible sex scene that goes on or rape scene excuse me that goes on for forever and you can see everyone being naked it's like horrifying so that you're really great point like you don't have to see it you can just imagine like that part of it and also like the vagina dentata thing too like her like actually doing the manch you know um you don't need the fact that we never see that yeah I, think I mean, how cool. would they film that? But uh, I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, like that we don't even get the suggestion of it when we explicitly see several dicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that a lot. My favorite trope in all of movies is not a lot of female nudity and a whole lot of dicks. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I want. That's my favorite thing. Like I'm t- like, don't get me wrong. I love seeing like boobs and stuff, but the film rep- representation is not equal. Mm-hmm. We yeah, have been getting get a lot see- more dicks recently, but I need more dicks. Always need more dicks. The thing is, there's also one dick that you see for just a second. That's not dismembered. And that's fun too. It's in the, um, the phone call in the... What's it called? Oh, in the locker room. room. Locker room. Thank you. Couldn't remember that word. Locker room scene. And it's not Toby. It's the guy right next to Toby. And his stick does a little flop. And then you move on. I'm like, oh, (laughs) wow. How great. I I literally in my notes, I was like a dick. Um, And then you got a lot more, but in a lot of different ways. (laughs) Isn't it funny how in like TV and film, I want to see more dicks. But you know where I don't want to see any dicks? in my dms or on my phone 
Mm. Yeah. Couldn't agree like, more. They're not going to be as well lit as they will be on HBO Max. So well, HBO Max <laughs> is going to leave it to the professionals. Artistically stylize them in a way and not be with the self- euphoria lighting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just true. think that um, it's fun to see dicks in horror because most of the time something terrible is happening to them. And it's because the man was terrible. So like in Ma um, and in this movie, um, I guess the, the, when we saw um, the suggestion, the silhouette of a dick and X, that was just a fun little treat for nice reasons. Nobody's being yeah. bad. No. That, well, the no, owner of the Kid dick Cuddy. was not being bad. Yeah, Kid, Kid Cudi was being best. flawless and perfect. Um, oh, what's the other one? VHS. We saw that dick get demolished. Um, I just think the the balance of nudity in film is such that usually when women have their tits out, they're being exploited both in Hollywood and also by whatever psycho killer is chasing them. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. it, equality is so important. Equality is so important. It's so important. Oh, okay. Switching back to just plot wise for the movie um I don't know at what point this comes but I didn't remember obviously because maybe I didn't see this movie before that Toby literally died (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that he straight up like drowned and died so when she like goes back to the scene of the crime and sees the dick just still sitting there which was so funny um (laughs) no with the crab with the crab Oh it's my a God. metaphor. That's supposed to be like a little jump scare, I think, because she's like, oh, and then there's like the music, and it's the crabs. Like <laughs> they do a lot of things with the mutilated penises being further mutilated, which I love. They're um, having fun. They're having oh, a good time. A blast. I'm having a blast. That was hilarious. I love crabs. It's so great to see a crab in in a place that I didn't expect. That looked like a saltwater crab, but whatever. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Anyway, it's a nuclear site. Anything could happen. Uh, but when Toby's car is just sitting there still with all the windows down and the car never left, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I guess this comes after the part. That part does come after the part that I wanted to talk about next, which is when she goes to do her second speech after, like, what happened with Toby had happened. Yeah. And I think the setup to that, they do a good job of of making you think that Toby's still alive, um, that he's just out there maimed somewhere. Um, but her, that part was so weird and so, like, um, hyper real. Uh, I don't know what actually happened and what was in her mind, but because all of the, like, chastity babies were like chanting back really fucked weird things to her i don't know I, I really like that scene oh the serpent that's the serpent part yeah yeah i think um i thought that part was great she's clearly still like processing in this really strange way she's especially she's like in the car driving over there with her two friends um where they're like, you're going to do great. They think she's just like nervous about speaking again or whatever. And she's like, huh? Like she doesn't even know what they're talking about. She's so like almost dissociative in the moment. Um, And then she gets up on stage and she still is just like not fully at capability. Like she's not really engaged with what's going on. She's so overwhelmed. I thought that was a really interesting way to have her 
processing her feelings on screen um because so often things like that are so internal you know what I mean you're not really having conversations necessarily but you can't always get that in a movie or tv show unless you're doing a voiceover which they use pretty sparingly in this movie mm. um and so I thought that was a really interesting well done way to show her kind of like giving us as the audience some of her thoughts about what's going on yeah that was oh it was so so bizarre and just to you know she couldn't get up there and and fake it anymore after what she'd been through um oh that was just really hard because like you know I don't agree with what she was preaching but to have something you believed so fervently be taken away from you and then you're like that your whole community you can't be a part of it or you feel like you can't be a part of it anymore I mean I think that was a really like meaningful and sticking point of the the movie for me I was like oh my god um so she's poor things going through a lot She's got like, it's like puberty on steroids, you know, my body is changing and I can't stop it. Her body has grown teeth and is biting off sticks and she can't stop it. Um, oh God. But I'd be horrified to like have to sit there after all that would happen to me and have just like children chant at me, you know, like that would just be, that would shake me to my core. That would haunt my dreams. I, yeah, I'm, I'm bad with even being around one kid because I'm not used to it, but many and they're yelling at me in unison. That's horrifying. You're too powerful. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, okay, I think what happens next is what uh, Dawn's mom like has to go to the hospital. And now she goes to the doctor. Oh shit. She does go to the doctor first. The doctor part was so poignant for now. Um, especially living in Los Angeles after everything that went down with USC. I was just like, oh my God. There was like what this happened? whole gynecological scandal with one of the gynecologists there and like doing bad things. So I there's was there's something like, oh. at Hopkins too, where it was like oh, a man yeah? had like a camera or something that he was wearing as a gynecologist. What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I've been to my gynecologist is male. I do hate him now, so I need to find a new one. Um, but he was fine most of the time. Um, and I refuse you could to just see male gynecologists because I think that's I think a very fair sus. boundary to I set. Yes, yeah. I it's think it's weird. a very fair boundary to why have. Why do you, I'm, as a man, want to be a gynecologist? Like, why? I miss my gynecologist, Jennifer. She was the greatest. I was obsessed with her. And my goal was to always make her laugh while her hand was inside of me. And I did it every <laughs> single time, every single time. And it was a wonderful, lovely experience. But recently I had to go to, I'm with Kaiser now. So I was, was like luck of the draw, urgent care person. And it was an old dude, but mm -hmm. they have that thing now where a lady has to be there, which also feels weird to like have this nice lady nurse be there to observe you being fingered by some random man. <laughs> um, but, you know, I like that that I think that's a good safety precaution. It feels so fucked up, though, that that has to be a thing because it's like, oh, if this woman wasn't here, what would happen? And it doesn't mean that the guy would attack you, but it like kind of gives that vibe a, a little bit. It's just there for it. So it's not a 
one person protecting everybody one One person said another thing thing but still it's just like a very strange oh yeah I love my gynecologist uh except it wasn't very like women supporting women when she wouldn't let me keep my IUD after I had it (laughs) it was not very women supporting women of her (laughs) I want to make mine in earrings I wanted to put it in a jar and keep it on a shelf so, you know, on display. Why? So that's been inside your body. You paid for that shit. That's it was property. inside my body for a whole decade. It was the longest, greatest relationship I've ever had. And honestly, I feel empty without it. Literally. Just goes that's to so show that you got to yank those strings yourself. Bro, don't do that. Don't People do have that. been trying to do that. That was like a thing. That was like a trend on the internet. Was it? Okay, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Take it back. Don't, don't do that. that. Don't I'm do not that. even don't joking. People were doing that and they were making themselves infertile. Like, yeah, don't do that shit. You don't heard it here that. second because I heard it from real real places first. The second place you're hearing this is Spooky Tuesday. Do not repeat <laughs> out yourself. <laughs> uh, but there's just like a whole bunch of really interesting psychological aspects of the whole gynecological visit. Um, I took a class on gender and communication and there was a whole part that we did about like the way they like desexualized a gynecologist's office and they like segment the woman's body so you can't I don't think they do this as much anymore but there used to be like a paper where like the doctor couldn't like see your vagina and you at the same time so like segmented you from the examination the area being examined I don't know that I like that though um but like my I was um had a lot of emotional discomfort with my male gynecologist at points during gynecology visits and other than why I hate him now which is for IUD purposes um he was like pretty good about being like do you want someone in here to observe like okay here's what I'm gonna do before I do it like I'm warning you like I'm gonna touch you here now there are ways to put a woman at ease in a gynecology office when she's scared but the way that he came in hot and said something like oh so you have no idea of what to expect I was like oh he's I mean I'd seen the movie before I knew where it was going but just the second that he was like you have no idea what to expect I was like he's exploiting this now now he knows he can get away with anything because he thinks that she is too stupid to know because I'm also I'm also just like this is a terrible in four fingers straight in why i'm gonna test your flexibility i'm gonna kill you where you stand bitch are you kidding me how dare you but he also, got what he deserved oh yeah he got what he deserved but also like he's not thinking about longevity here in this moment maybe he would have gotten away with it if she didn't have a big old lamprey inside her vagina ready to go monch monch on his bitch little fingers but like the next time she went to the gyno which would be next year she would find out hey Hey, there isn't that part where they fist me and then like it could come back and be like hey you're a horrible person so like I don't understand how men just think they can get away with this shit it's fucking terrible oh man anyway I really liked it when um her, it, it was horrifying but when he when her hand got <laughs> his hand got stuck I thought that was a little bit funny <laughs> <laughs> like I <laughs> And she's like crawling away like, ah! and dragging him with her. Right. Yeah. Right. Like when she's like flips over and is on all fours mm-hmm. and she's like, ah, he's 
like, and the fingies just all plop out on the ground. Oh my God. It was so funny, but I just felt so bad for her in that moment too, for so many reasons. Cause she's like, I'm going to go to the gynecologist and they'll tell me that everything is fine and it'll be okay. But then one, the gynecologist is a predator. And two, then she launches off his thinkies like, and has to, to deal with that trauma that like, there's a finky monster in there. Um, but I love that she starts throughout the film to like learn that she can control this it's like a kegel she just needs to know when to kegel and then she'll know when she's chopping when she's not chopping there you go (laughs) well I think basically it's is she into it or is she Mm -hmm. not into it and if she is like I am not into this chop 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 baby so fucking horrifying that's where I think the confusion comes in with the Ryan scene, though, is like, I think that's very much the implication that if she's if she's cool, it's cool. If she's chill, there's nothing to worry about. And they're like having a good time. She finishes. She's admiring her body, blah, blah, blah. He warms her up with the vibrator. I really think that they thought that they were like, this is all great and romantic. And it could be no, with I think, some tweets. I think that they were the having scene. a good time, but I think that's like, she was unconscious for the part that was not okay in my book, you know, and he made her unconscious. And so like when she came to, she wasn't freaked out, which is great, I guess, in the, for her less trauma is always better, but like, it's still like a really unchill scenario, which then it gets really confusing because then right afterwards they like have this nice consensual sex time that's sexy and fun. And so it's like a weird lesson for the audience and that's why Mitchell Lichtenstein has apologized for that scene because it like he made it less you know and it yeah it wasn't what he intended he was like this is like this yeah we did it (laughs) like this is fun no it's it's like it didn't need to be muddled like that in my opinion but um I I don't know what came next sequentially, but I just want to say that every single minute that the brother is in this movie is a minute that I am upset. <laughs> yeah, there was a scene earlier that I think happened before this point um, where she goes in to be like, I don't know why we are not like a normal brother sister. And he's like, you know why? And she's like, I really don't know why. And he's like, it's because we're waiting to fuck essentially you're saving yourself for me you know it I know it and she's like I actually don't know that I actually don't know that um and that is just you know it's one thing to be a little child who is very curious about your body and other people's bodies and is not necessarily totally responsible for their understanding of boundaries being incorrect. Um, a lot of times when kids exhibit that behavior, it's also because they're, they're getting an appropriate treatment from somewhere else. Um, but he is absolutely responsible for still being a weird pervy dick when he grows up. Yeah, that I'm one's like, on him. In that 100%. whole part with the dad, he's like, why did you marry her? Like you, why did you marry her and make, and make Don my sister? It's just like, why are you holding on to a crush from when you were five? Like, we got to get over it. But also, can we talk about when he's talking 
with his girlfriend and she goes why do we only have to have anal sex wow he's traumatized by he's traumatized by his sister's pussy i think he just wants her little finger in there no because even when at the end he wants to fuck dawn in the ass initially as well and she's like no and then he's like okay and he's like ready to Oh, rise to the I missed that completely. I thought he just wanted to do or whatever. No, I think he has some, he has that whole conversation with the girl. I don't know her name, but the girlfriend, when they're talking about the finger, and he's like, I don't really remember what happened. I think Dawn bit me. And she's like, You think a baby bit your finger off? She's not having it. I think he remembers what happens, but you know obviously it doesn't quite make sense if you don't know for sure she actually has teeth in her vagina so he's being like i don't really know blah 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 he clearly has vagina trauma he's like i don't i don't fuck with that anymore i'll just put Um, it in the butt he's so layered jk (laughs) also it's so weird that he's named his dog mother it's It's so so weird oh my god and like all the like sexy lady i love mother though she's perfect wall i he does have great taste in movies though because he's watching all those like old old ass b movies um including the one with the like i don't know was that a scorpion (laughs) that 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 one part of the movie where where dawn's having her sexy uh it's my wedding night dream with toby and then right when the sex happens the scorpion comes out like wow that imagery wow so meaningful but also it was hilarious i loved it (laughs) (laughs) oh man the thing i didn't realize though at first i think that dawn was like fucking ryan and their mom died while she was fucking ryan because doesn't she come back? No, I think the mom the mom happens um, after the gynecology thing. Um, so Ryan's been dead for a hot minute at that point. Um, she goes to the like fairy fuck cave um, and sees that they're pulling out Toby's body and they've discovered Toby's body. And then she comes home and her mom is like on the ground and Brad with his door open is fucking his girlfriend in the ass and just ignoring the fact that the mom is on the ground. Horrifying. Um, Yeah. Brother. Oh, okay. I guess I got the timeline wrong because she's not dead at that point because they take her to the hospital. But then there's a point where Dawn leaves and she's gone for a long time. Then she goes back to the hospital and they're like, oh, you're the daughter, honey. And then you see the nurse crying and you're like, what's going on? And then Dawn is laying on top Mm. of her mom, hysterically crying. And it's clear that her mom is dead and it was horrifying. Um, (laughs) And yeah. And then I think she goes home after that to confront her shitty ass brother. Who's to say? Well, the well, I'm looking at my notes. Um, and what I can glean from them is that it's like, okay, she's in the hospital with the mom. The mom is dead. Then we get the scene that's the confrontation between the dad and the brother, where the brother says, You made her my sister. I loved her, dad. And then the brother six mother on the dad. And only when the dad is like begging, does he let mother up? Um, and then the girlfriend takes the dad to the hospital 
because now the girlfriend is like absolutely fuck this guy he won't pay any attention to my pussy um and also he sucks and also he attacked his dad and also he's made it very clear he's in love with his sister and has been in love with his sister this whole time so the girlfriend takes the dad to the hospital and then yeah. they like run and into that's her when there, the sister into says and that's when oh, the, the girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. uh says your mom was calling and he she says, does that all the time just ignore, she does yeah. this all the time ignore Ugh. so fucked up and then she's like and that's when I'm she decides fuck my brother yeah, and kill she's him. gonna use the power of her <laughs> vagina take him down um, i was like all for her plan but it was like really hard to watch <laughs> oh so hard to watch but i do love her dress that she was wearing i loved her blue i love eyeshadow. her blue it eyeshadow it's a very cute look she got all dolled up so interesting to me that she did like the very virginal white sundress um especially with the whole like marriage associations and the way that they really played on that for like the fantasy scene earlier Mm -hmm. when she's thinking about the wedding and like how it might go and she's like pulling down the sheet and like reaching under her nightgown um I thought it was really interesting that they like brought that imagery back to a degree but in a way where she's like really taking control of it um I also think it's really fucking weird considering what brad was saying about how she was waiting for him the whole time that she's like let me deliver him the most like perfect little virginal imagery um but weird in a way that was a fun artistic yeah, I choice i think that he was i think that she was like putting on that show for him so just in case he had trepidations when the actual act was going down like yeah couldn't resist up the fantasy that sort of thing Oh my God. I loved though, um, when he was like, why are you doing this now? And she's like, are you afraid? Like she does not answer in a straightforward way. He says, um, this is too fucking weird. And she says, (laughs) just wait. So she, I love how the whole time she's being like, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm ready and I'm going to do this and I'm going to get you. And mother is like barking away, trying to warn him, but he is so fixated on this moment and on this thing that he thinks, he thinks they're um, sweet life. Living like not a sweet dairy. Life. Um, live it. Yes. Why can't I think of the life with Derek? Um, he thinks they're Derek and Casey and they're simply not. They're simply, they're simply not. not. They're not. It's not, it's, it's not life with Derek, honey. <laughs> he says, I mean, we always knew it would play out this way eventually. Didn't we ever since we were little kids? No, but I do love the way that it cuts back to the scene from the beginning. Um, because in the beginning, we don't really see her response or anything. Um, we just see him being like, oh, and then he has like, his torn up little finger and the parents are being like, what happened? But then when it cuts back to the memory at that scene, we see her smiling at him for a moment, um, which is just so good and such a fuck off. So good. I don't know. I also just love the way that mother eats so, his dick. So that's I so loved deserved. One, that dick piercing would catch. It's a whopper. It's, it's a whopper of a piercing. It's very large. Huge. I feel like I would not want that no. inside of me. Uh, also very on point that he had one though. It was like very fitting to his character, which is like 
fucking goatee piercing. Oh my God. Um, but a little fun fact for each know is that the dick that mother ate was entirely made of confection sugar from a local bakery. And so no harm came to mother when she ate it. <laughs> That's so interesting because IMDb trivia talked about how the piercing specifically was made out of sugar so that just in case the dog swallowed it instead of spitting back out, it'd be fine. But the I didn't realize it was the whole cake. entire dick. I don't know if there was cake in there, but I think it was like fondant fondant dick a little fondant dick gross it's beautiful it's beautiful behind the scene knowledge you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just loved um you know we saw a couple of the other characters being able to get their shit reattached or whatever we saw the gynecologist in the surgical suite um and they're like, what happened? And he just like reaches for the oxygen mask and pulls it over his face. And then cut to like five seconds later, we see Ryan in there and they're just like, gosh, there's a wave of them lately. Um, and they have to reattach his dick. Um, I like that Brad doesn't get his dick also, back even if he survives. When he they're doing deserve Ryan's it. dick, they're like, hardly seems worth it. Burn. <laughs> they call this dick small. <laughs> How mean. <laughs> Why it's so purple in that scene as soon as it's cut off I it's know. immediately like blue I think so scary. Ryan's dick that's the condom oh yeah that's a condom, oh, that, a makes blue condom. That, make, that makes sense I was like why does it oh, look man. so weird well I I forgot the end of this movie as I forgot the whole movie but I also forgot the end just in case you thought maybe I remembered it I didn't uh <laughs> and I love that she was like I'm going out into the world and I'm leaving it all behind. You know, I don't know what her plan really was, um, but she's, she's out there. She's on her way. She gets a flat. She's like, bikes are canceled and just leaves the bike as a cyclist. I was like, Oh my God, got to get you a t- another tube baby, but it's fine. Um, and she hitchhikes and I just have never been so horrified by a little tongue in my whole life. I mean, absolutely just fucked shit. So disgusting. Oh, that old man. I'm just like, oh my God. He's like, like, fuck that. But also that actor did a great job of being so fucking terribly creepy. Oh, yeah. I remembered the ending. I did think it was the beginning. Um, And so when it started with a different scene and then ended on the scene, I was like, oh, interesting. Um because I thought it was like a flashback kind of thing from my recollections. Um, But I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it is great in the sense that we see that this is like the whole moment she's reclaiming her life and her agency and her autonomy and is like, actually, this can be useful to me and I can use this to protect myself. Um, I do hate that she can only use it to protect herself at the point that she's already had yeah. to have been penetrated by somebody. Um, it's, not, it's not like a little monster that can come out and bite like people. You know what I mean? Um, what if it was? It should be. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> but I also feel like with the final ending of the last scene um, where he's like locking the door and she's trying to open it. And then finally she just like, decides and turns and smiles and looks at him um I think she's gonna use her dentata dentata I've decided for myself um 
where she's she's gonna be like guess what my whole body can be a weapon um and fuck you right now um i'm gonna i'm yeah i mean i think i think she just bites it off with her (laughs) mouth teeth i would and i think good for her her. yeah Yeah, that's the thing that's why this movie it's like it's it's so awesome but then at the end you're still just like ugh because yeah she's got this power that she can use but just like what you just said chelsea like it's so contingent on her suffering you know like it has to get to that point for her to use it and yeah so that it's still it's still like are we winning ladies you know what i mean (laughs) like like yeah a little bit not as a full win but still a great film (laughs) it's yeah yeah i mean i think that's probably um a man's influence if this movie was written by by men and directed yeah i think they just didn't really consider the implication they're like having teeth in your vagina protects you from being sexually assaulted it sure seems like it doesn't it sure seems like she's getting sexually assaulted left and right and it gives her a weapon against the people who are sexually assaulting her which is great but if it can only help you after the fact you're still gonna have all of that trauma you know you're maybe not gonna die more than nothing maybe yeah so it's you do get to murder the men hurting you, but also now she has the trauma of being like, I killed somebody. I have to go to the police. Yeah. I have to turn myself in, blah, it's, blah, yeah, blah. It's like, more complicated. It's it's definitely more complicated. I'm glad that this movie exists, but like, and, and it's a cool concept. And apparently it was really hard to get off the ground. Um, oh yeah, it was like- Oh, I bet. They went to whatever city it's set in, I can't remember. And they were going around with this like film- uh, set location scout guy who's from the area and they went on all these morning shoots they needed like a school a hospital and a house they went to all these different places in the morning and then they're going to meet up again in the evening and between the morning and the evening the guy actually read the script and in that time he had called every single place that they had seen and who had agreed to do it and said do not let them film here this is a pornographic film and like sabotaged all of their locations that they had already had set up. And so then they were able to get new ones, but it's just like people really didn't want this to happen. They were really uncomfortable with the subject matter, um, which is like. Yeah, I saw on IMDb that it said something about like the neighbors in the very opening scene in particular were like protesting during filming. At all. Yeah, the, the reception was really bad. And like he when he wrote the script, like he one of his friends read it and was like, don't show this to anyone. No one will ever want to work with you. Like it like really, really upset some people and really uh, rubbed them the wrong way. And it's so interesting because such a male dominated um industry especially probably at that time way more so um so i don't know guys just really that scared about getting their dick bit off i guess um but it's not even that feminist of a movie so jokes on all of us (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i don't want to skip two head to our knives segment just yet so i'll say what i'm gonna say for that point but i think it's one of those things where it's like i really like this movie i think it did a pretty good job 
Um, ultimately, I both enjoy myself watching it and appreciate the takeaway. I think if they'd had more women involved, they would have been able to really crystallize the problems with the film and what they were trying to communicate versus totally what they were agree. actually totally communicating. Agree. I mean, okay. Along with that, the first question we always ask is how could this movie be gayer? And God wouldn't have been great. It would have been, well, I wouldn't have necessarily saved her from a lot of these things, but um, you know, having uh, being bisexual or pan or lesbian in this situation seems like a great time <laughs> but that won't stop psycho men from coming, got... coming at you apparently in this world and in the real one jesus <laughs> i got some vibes with her and her bestie though i'll say that there was one moment very early in the beginning after her first speech when she's like hanging out in the hallway with them and she's like i'm I miss you and they're kind of doing like a cuddly moment um I wrote that that was gay in my notes but then they just didn't really have any vibes the rest of the movie and that I think is mostly because the best friend and the best friend's boyfriend don't exist that much the rest of the movie you'd think they sure would circle back um at some point when she's like really struggling but other than that one car ride to that speech they sure don't but also considering that her whole thing is like purity culture and now she feels like forcibly removed from purity culture um i could see her distancing herself from them i wish we had gotten a scene of that though and then we could have also had yeah, more there gay just wasn't a lot of room like there weren't a lot of other female characters and also all the men are dead or should die and so i'm not doing anything with them they're not welcome into the community <laughs> mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Um, I, hmm, that's Does an interesting the mom question. And the, and the, and, and the daughter talk about anything. They talk about the mom being sick for a second. I mean, you could argue that the, her and her best friend in the beginning being like, I missed you, I missed you. That could be a conversation that's not about men. I don't remember like what else they say exactly in the conversation. But she's like, this um, is Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's hard to quantify. Like how long does it have the conversation have to be? You know what I mean? And like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think also sometimes- you know, Bechdel test is not everything and it's not yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be everything. Um, but it sure would have been nice to get a little more in totally. this film. Yeah. A little more. It's like it would have been cool for her to have some other woman to go to to be like, hey, uh, do does this happen with you? Um, but it's all the more alienating. Does your vagina does your vagina have teeth? Yeah. Or is it just me? You know? Um but I think like her mom dying and mm -hmm. that being her closest female companion besides her purity ass friend who like she's not going to come to with that because like she broke broke the rule. This is in scare quotes um, that she'd been preaching about for years. Um, so like I think it's like all the more serves all the more to alienate her when she's going through this really hard time that like her one person that she could go to to ask these sort of questions is literally dead. It's just so fucking horrifying. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, maybe down the road once she's done biting off or vagina biting off that old man's dick and then stealing his car and driving off into the sunset, you know, there could be a beautiful gay future for Dawn. The world is her oyster. I would love that for Dawn. I love that for her. 
yeah i think she deserves it oh man um where would matthew lillard fit into this movie um i kind of feel like ideally nowhere agreed or he's the pastor who takes gets up on the stand yeah that Which was just like weird. Okay. Anyway, anyway remember on. not to masturbate. <laughs> I think that could have been a really <laughs> funny um, spot for him, but I don't know if he was quite quite the right age for that 2007. But you know, we can always mash with time. Yeah, actually, kind of pastor. Cool youth pastor. <laughs> um, so <funny. laughs> he would play that. That would be that would be actually great. I'm set on this. A sleigh. That's very Pastor Skip vibes and Saved that we have to do Saved yeah, sometime. I've never seen Saved. We'll get there. Okay. I was oh, it's so fun. A lot of a lot of same vibes, except at, very but different. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be for having not seen Saved. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Okay, and that brings us to the dumb bitch, men, except for the dad. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, it's hard when you have such a wonderful cast of predators to choose from, it's hard to pick just one. I think, yeah, Brad is super, super dumb. Ryan is super dumb because he literally fucks it up in the middle of sex. You know what I mean? Like he could have had it made if he just was a little more polite and respectful. Um, I've seen enough rom-coms to know that you can get away with doing a sex bet as long as you have fallen in love by that point. Um, And I think he could have pulled it off, but tragically, no. no. Tragically, no. moral there is, even if you're a wonderful lover, if you're a douche, that doesn't outweigh it, okay? You know, it's not, you're still, it's still bad. He's a douche. He's a douche. He's a douche. He's a dumb bitch. He's a douche. But uh, Toby is like a feral dumb bitch. And I'm glad he's dead dead. Even though he looked like Nick Jonas. Do you think he like got hypothermia? Or like because he went in the water, he bled out really fast? I think it was blood loss. I don't think it was because he was in the water. I just think think it's got to be a big shock too. Shock mm-hmm. in the cold. But isn't there something about if you're in water, you bleed more fat, more fast. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Faster, in other words. I don't know. Is I don't it? Know. Is that a thing? Well, I thought that it was. I have and no idea. Is, then maybe it is. Should we Google? Google it. Bleeding faster in water. Why does water make cuts and wounds bleed more? Quora from is facts, only facts on Quora. <laughs> Only facts. Okay, someone suggests that it is because if the the water is like consistently washing the blood away, it stops it from clotting as fast. I don't think that that would necessarily be, I don't think it would have clotted that fast in this particular case, regardless. Um, but yeah, that's people seem to be saying mm. it's a clotting and also, issue. Like maybe he got into that ooky water and immediately got gangrene and died or something. His body went into shock from the bacteria <laughs> from the fucking possibility. <laughs> yeah, they're all dumb bitches except for the dad. He's nice. He's nice. They're and all mother. dumb bitches. A woman, so that makes sense. <laughs> um. Okay, and that brings us to our knives out of five. Chelsea, what did the people think? Super interesting on this one. Um, 
on IMDb, this movie has a 5.4 out of 10. Um, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 80% fresh from critics and 45% rotten from audiences. That so there's totally like a big dichotomy on this one. Um, and kind of what, yeah. What I kind of was getting at earlier is that I was looking at these reviews to be like, what did audiences not like that critics did like? Um, and a lot of men are basically being like, dudes don't watch. Um, so they just yeah. were completely uh, missing the point course. and the big picture and the messaging. And Classic they men. were upset something. You know, um, the Emma Stone SNL sketch of like wishing yeah. well for sensitive boys or whatever, where she's just like, this one thing is for him not everything is for you like they just don't get that not everything is for them oh I love that sketch Julio you don't have to weigh in with your bad wrong opinion if you're not even going to engage with the critical themes of the film just don't don't exactly yeah and the girlies who would have liked to see it didn't see it because it wasn't marketed to them like they they only had like a two million dollar budget for this movie which like okay still a lot of money but like comparatively and they like barely made it back, if even, in the theatrical release. So, oopsies. But it has a cult following now. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, as it should, quite frankly, this movie's well yeah. deserved. Okay, well, do you want to go first, Sydney? Yes. Uh, I give this movie a four point five out of five. I hadn't seen this since your birthday party watch and I remember watching it when I had to either be like a senior in high school or a junior in high school like I watched it like relatively like when it came out and I remember really liking it and all of the guys that I was with hating it which made me like it even more (laughs) that scans you know like I was like this movie is incredible and it holds up and it's even funnier than I thought it was because now that I'm older I understand the like very subtle comedy Mm -hmm. of this movie and again a lot of like rape revenge movies are uncomfortable and not what one would describe as fun but this one does it takes like a really hard subject matter and makes it a good for you girl yeah I think they managed to really pull off well like I was saying this movie there's a lot of movies that take on this subject matter that leave me feeling Mm -hmm. really truly awful like we haven't done um promising young woman but that's a movie that is kind of covering some of this same ground but made me feel so bad that I couldn't even tell if I liked the movie or not um I still haven't whereas seen with one, this but I see one what you're saying um it could be interesting to do at some point and like have the whole big discussion um but I, I still have no idea how I feel about it so that <laughs> we'll have to process that later should we get to it um but, but this one, I think, gives you enough that you feel to some degree like she is empowered at the end of it. You feel like she, her smile at the end leaves you with enough to feel like she is grown and changed and empowered and prepared to take on things that are coming next um willing and able to defend herself at that point. I think I think it gives you enough 
to walk away feeling good as a woman, I guess, I guess all, all these men walked away haunted, tormented, terrified. Um, and may that be a lesson to them, frankly. Um, but also clearly it, it was not because again, the lesson is if you are not terrible, there's no reason to be afraid. Yeah. But went whoosh, whatever. Over their heads. But yeah, I mean, even before we started recording, um, I was talking to one of my best friends on the phone and she was telling me about how a guy she knew from a high school was like traumatized by this movie and was like so scared of it, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. It's like, it just don't be a horrible me. dick bag and you'll um, keep your dick on. Yes. Yes. And also like, I'm so sorry that you had to watch one movie one time where dicks get bitten off. Like, we watched terrible things literally every yeah. episode of Game of Thrones or whatever. Um, I just think they need to get over it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's really fun. It could have benefited from more women weighing in on its execution, but for the most part, the execution is pretty good and pretty sensitive. Um, especially in regards to like respecting the actress um and her her portrayal um so I'd also give it like a 4.5 oh yeah I think for me watching this again or maybe for the first time um I feel like maybe again I don't know um <laughs> the watching it, watching it with sound in this, this time, way maybe. in the back of uh Adam's Rav 4 um <laughs> I was a little bit more critical this time around watching it. I still had a really good time. I laughed out loud many a time. I went, oh, a bunch of times too, um, out of shock. Um, <laughs> there's one point where you really get to see the stump of the penis, all gushy blood. And I was like, nice, graphic, horrifying, yes. something I never thought I'd see, but here we are. Um, I think... We are so blessed in 2022 to be seeing more and more female horror directors out there or just like non-male horror directors out there. Um, and so, uh, I, yeah, knowing what I know now, like it did kind of tinge the whole film for me to know that a dude did it. And then I'm pointing out all the points where I was like, ah, yeah, that's where they didn't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, maybe in 20 years we'll get a remake by a female director and wow, what a joy that would be. But I think still it is a great movie and I think it's a really interesting concept. I think it's an absolutely hilarious thing to be set within like a purity chastity sort of movement. Um, I that That just like totally caught me off guard and I, it was really funny. I think the acting is really superb in it. Um, I think that even though I hate him so much, the brother, I like looking at him because I can't figure out what's going on with those mutton chops. It's just like someone, it looks like his hair is drawn on with a Sharpie. Also, it's like very shocking. I don't know what's happening. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a fun movie and I'll, I'll probably see it again, but I'm not rushing back. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give this like a 4.3 for me. Nice beautiful but yeah that about wraps it up for tea um we've got something special coming up next would you yeah. like to tell them all about it whoever's oh this? well it's <laughs> a hard one okay I'll start and then you finish Sydney how about that okay I got you all right Team me up 
Next episode is actually a huge, exciting deal because it's a, it's a bunch of different things coming together all at once. It is the final, final destination. And it is also the final destination of season two of Spooky Tuesday. Wow. Can you believe we planned Woo-hoo! that so well and it was so smart? Um, and this is where we're I so know, good at planning. It's just really cool <laughs> um, to be so smart. Anyway, I'm teeing up Sydney now because we will be joined by a special guest. Sydney, who is it? We are going to have my friend Spencer on the podcast. And he is very excited and he's taken a lot of notes and he's incredibly diligent. He was telling me all about how excited he is. And he also wanted to let us know that our Tremors episode was his favorite because boy, did we latch on to Reba and (laughs) run with it. A man of taste. Wow. Should I be drunk for that this episode too? Because that's what I was for the Travers episode. I think we all have to be drunk. It's the No, we can't all be drunk. We've done that before. We had to re-record. We're way too drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean. Don't pot on Cinco de Mayo, my friend. It's not smart. It's not smart. But I I really. Don't drink in pot. I'm very excited. Um, to see this movie finally that I may or may not have seen before. And I'm sad that Final Destination Summer is coming to an end because it's been so much fun. Um, but just so you know, don't be scared. You're hearing what the last episode of season two, what's going to happen? Where are you going? Nowhere. Season three starts the next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tracker for us. It is just a ceremonial Lee. experience to Let's. generate hype around October 1st. Is it working? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to work great. <laughs> Why not tell us how great our marketing skills are in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for this podcast? Because we're still inching towards 100 reviews. Help us get there. Come on, come on. We're very close. Um, I'm sure there's a haiku that you could write about your feelings about Final Destination Summer leading up to the finale finale of the Final Destination, the final destination of Final Destination, Um, except there's a sixth one coming out. Hmm. That's a haiku pitch right there. Yeah, we'll we'll obviously obviously do immediately as soon as it comes out. Come on. But we're not there yet. Okay, we have to live in the now. Why not follow us on social media? That's very now. Uh, at spooky underscore Tuesday on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. At spooky Tuesday pod on Facebook and Tumblr. And at spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd. And we have a YouTube video. And thank you for listening. Bye, spooky. Bye. Your mouth is saying one thing, babe. But your sweet pussy is saying something very different. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara, and our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore omg.